0: Great to have Emmett Corcoran back on the programme again. Emmett. Uh, I know that, um, you know, we discuss uh, the stories of the day or the stories of the week every week, but I mean, uh, as you said to me earlier on there, you just cannot pass the UK political situation at the moment. It is becoming more bizarre with every single day. Yeah, it's really what
1: you'd have to say, just article at this stage. Um, I was on the road a lot yesterday um, and was listening to a lot of the commentary that was coming through and to a number of former Conservative MPs um, who would have Irish connections. And, yeah, you know the, the amount of sense that they were speaking with, and one uh, Conservative MP made the point, or former MP made the point that um, despite the exodus of sane people from the Conservative Party. Uh, she still has a few friends left in it. yeah <laughs> and yeah,
0: that's yeah, really, yeah. where that? Um, and but I mean, uh, she she went to uh, into uh, being prime minister on the back of a set of principles and policies. Uh, they she tried to implement them. They almost bankrupted the country. And now she's rowed back on every single one of them and has sacked, she sacked her best friend, threw him under the bus to try and save herself. Uh, And now uh, there's a complete u turn on everything. I mean, she she couldn't have any credibility left, none.
1: No, and I think um, the general consensus appears to be that she'll likely be gone before Prime Minister's questions tomorrow. Is that Um, right? whether by hook or by crook, um, yeah. it seems to be that they're the only options uh, that are available to her that's trying to stand up and give any sort of credible answers. And uh, PMQs tomorrow would just be um, uh, just like further in the farce and be the inevitable. Mm. Now, the problem, of course, becomes the uh, issue within the Conservative Party's own leadership and uh, how do they this uh, was appointed a new leader exactly because the last time uh, the, the, the uh, last time
0: took three or four months
1: yes and you have um, you have a situation where they're certainly not going to allow it to go to a, a general election when they are 30 points down in the in the polls against labor yeah um, and I think their own uh, Governing rules within index of the party require a vote of the whole membership. So unless the elected reps <laughs> can uh, unite unanimously behind um, the one candidate, it's unlikely that <laughs> they'll be able to avoid another leadership Yeah, of.
0: that's right. Yeah.
1: Um, and that's
0: just really... And of course, uh, uh, and you have another problem there. Is there anybody <coughs> there sticking out that's... You know, people would say, oh, that's great, Yeah, we have a ready-made leader there. This would be the fourth leader in uh, only less than 12 months? it's uh, I hadn't actually done that on that. That shows
1: you the state mm. that the uh, party must be in, because when... You have to keep changing your
0: leaders more often. in your bed sheets. You know, you know, yeah. you're in. You know, yeah. you're in trouble as a political yeah. party. Yeah, well, they're in in a, in a huge uh, uh, thing. I mean, if though, as you say, the, they're going to try and avoid a general election, the Conservatives at all costs, because if they went in at the moment to be about a two hundred seat majority for Labour, and the last time that that happened to the Conservatives, <coughs> it took them eighteen years to get back into power. That's
1: right. And you have a situation where, you know, there could be a, a moment of, you know, great uh, national or Conservative Party uh, unity, and they might just say, well, Lane Duck and all this trust maybe at the Prime Minister, um, we don't have any option but to set her in the next two years in that position. Yeah. Um, it's an you know, unlikely... Um,
0: Scenario, yeah. Resolution to this. Hmm.
1: but it's, it's it's probably the least bad option at the moment. Um, hmm. And see, and they just govern their way out of a political mess.
0: Like it's it's um, a, it's 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 a spectator sport at this stage. I mean, you put on the BBC news just so you can guffaw at the desperate situation that they're in. I mean, you know, it's terrible. It is, yeah. And
1: look, um, we say that the. All here is the national um, Punch and Judy show, as we, as we say, but it certainly is a whole different level of theatre in the in the UK, particularly when it comes down to um, the general, you know, demeanour of yeah, the, yeah. Within, the, within the within the chamber. Um, a few people commented yesterday on uh, Liz Ross being absent for some questions.
0: Yeah, she arrived in halfway through. And then she didn't say anything re-appeared. at all. Yeah.
1: yeah, when she reappeared, then she was certainly wasn't her usual yeah. uh, self-demeanor. Yeah. So um, the, the speculation was that she had been meeting the chair of the 1922 committee, um, yeah. committee um, in relation to the numbers of calls that had been...
0: Uh, made for her to resign.
1: for her letters that had been turned um, from her nation or removal. Um, so, look, it's, it's scary times for Ireland, really, when you consider the volatility that there is across yeah, the world. Yeah. And I think Ireland's closest neighbour, um, and, you know, historically, one of our closest political and economic allies is, is in such a state
0: of freefall. Hmm. fall Well, uh, yeah, we'll have to just continue to watch it and see what happens and see what the fallout is. Uh, closer to home, a very sad situation at the weekend, we had a fire in uh, uh one person uh, unfortunately lost their lives and uh, this is the second or third time that we've mentioned this uh, over the last few weeks now there is a, a, a fire station in Ballahedrine but it's still very sad
1: it is not. Anytime there's a loss of life in situations like this, it's always heartbreaking for everyone in the community and beyond. But I suppose what it does it it what it does do, um, it's an unfortunate echo of what we've been saying in previous yeah. discussions in relation to Castlery and the inevitability of um, a loss of life in there. Um, and this was supposed to show like, having a station in the town isn't a surefire way of preventing the loss of life but it certainly shows the challenges that um, Castlereagh and towns like it that are left out of service um, face in the context of life preservation of life in emergency situations.
0: yeah absolutely and we wish the family the best of luck and and everyone belongs to that person that lost their lives Uh, housing Massive again. Uh, The government uh, considering an eviction ban uh, today, is it, you know, is that going to make any difference? I wonder. Uh,
1: Look, I don't think it'd make any difference. By any account, it's three months too late when you consider that their their stated goal here is to avoid um, winter evictions, um, given the notice procedures and likely timelines that already exist under the R T B um procedures, uh, it's it's unlikely that, you know, anything yeah. will have any effect until the new year and maybe well into it any yeah. change you can make today. Um but, you know, it's the law of unintended consequences so as always right. in Irish politics the, the body politic likes to tinker around the edges and play around with um some of the rules and make temporary decisions that you know seem like action well yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's a bit like uh the old minister line of um its activity not not achievement
0: yeah that's true yeah um, yeah
1: it's, yeah, it's more really perception
0: bad. than anything else,
1: yeah of course and look and the problem with perception in terms of social and economic issues like this is that you have you have um a very real issue of uh, shortage of supply at the moment. And whether we like it or not, um, small and medium-sized landlords or accidental landlords maybe, are going to see this and they're going to say, to themselves, well, why would I bother getting into something that's, right. that's going to probably cost me money anyway? Um,
0: Absolutely. And
1: unfortunately, that um, goes, goes to only bolster the position of the larger... Uh, multinational. Mm, and, vulture
0: funds and stuff like that. Uh,
1: yeah, hedge fund um, uh, landlords because they're the only ones that are going to be able to compete in a market that's this um, volatile and has this little certainty. And it will ultimately be worse for renters. Um, and I think, you know, there, there are simpler um, and more direct and effective. Um, cost of living measures that can be uh, yeah,
0: absolutely
1: that, that can be put in place to help yeah. um, stave off evictions over the winter period. And, but what they're doing right now, I don't think it's going to be one that's going to actually help. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. The problem in any way.
0: Now, something uh, that we hadn't uh, agreed to discuss, but something that we, we might do before we finish up. Uh, I've been looking over the last few days on stuff like TikTok and, and uh, YouTube and that. These environmental protesters, mainly in Britain at the moment, but you can be sure if they're in Britain, they'll arrive here at some stage. Uh, they're gluing themselves to the roads around London and uh, preventing the traffic from uh, proceeding. Uh, We also had a situation where there was tins of paint thrown on a Van Gogh painting, uh, and there was excrement poured over the statue of uh, a 100-year-old guy who collected up all that money during COVID. Um, These things are going to get more and more and more um, prevalent. But uh, it's very... I I know uh, we have a massive climate problem, there's no doubt about it but I wonder are these attention seeking young people uh, who really you know, should know better um,
1: Yeah, they should know better and look, at the end of the day if and look, I, I don't know the exact personal circumstances of those involved but if you want to take an archetypal approach uh, are an a typical uh, individual that does these kind of things they're generally young people and they generally are looking for an outlet for a lot of angst and a lot of anger and you know climate change is a wordy one um
0: it is no doubt about do, that
1: but 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 doing uh, trying to tell the world and make points about the world when they haven't probably their own houses in order yeah, in terms yeah. of you know, mm. what you would call a cheat their own individual achievement. Well they wouldn't know, have any clothes on
0: yeah. They wouldn't have any clothes on their backs without oil. I mean it's as simple as that. Yeah. I mean uh, that's the brutal reality uh, about it. The roads that they're sitting on, the soup that they threw on the 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 paint and the excrement, everything, you know it all goes back to oil or fossil fuels at some stage or other. We're going to have to stop using them uh, as much as we we uh, as have been doing in the world. But I mean, uh, it's a as you say, it's kind of their own house is not in order, really. Well, like it's it's
1: it's, it's the hypocrisy of um, assuming that you can take blatantly antisocial um actions to prove uh a moral uh, point that you believe you're you hold a moral superior ground that Marley's superior yeah. around on um and you know unfortunately that you know it doesn't actually change anything you can be as angsty and as um hot tempered as you want to be but you know there ExxonMobil is not going to be one bit worried about not one their bit worried. on mm. sunflowers um uh, and go with sunflowers, and they're going to be less concerned about you gluing yourself to the wall. Mm. And the reality is that if this kind of uh, activism, uh, well, has happened back to the 70s, the hippies of the 60s and 70s, and you know, all the social change that was affected on a mass scale back then. But the world has changed, and you know, if you wanted to see the, uh, at the big boy table so to speak or the big yeah, person yeah. table well then, you know, they like it.
0: Yeah. That's true. I mean
1: my take on it. Yeah. And look, I'm sure these people have very no, no, yeah. in their very their sincere yeah. beliefs. But, you know and I suppose the whole idea was to get people talking and they will say that they're happy to they're happy to do the time because it we've really raised the issue and I got people talking about it. But let's let's be honest. We know all the issues already. Um, it was probably more to do with satisfying their own uh, egocentric um, desires than it was uh, of and, hmm. and that's sad in a sense because, like we've seen this around the time of the Occupy Democrats or Occupy Wall Street. Um, that's right. That was largely held up by um, young people uh, back 10, 15 years ago. And the reality was that while. They were protesting everything. They were protesting nothing. There was no leadership. There was no um, there was no one who could be brought into a room um, and said, Okay, well what is what is it that you want? Um mm. they were a leaderless movement and you know, I feel like a lot of these um, causes are are leaderless movements. Yeah. The reason Martin Luther King could affect its change, uh Marshall at the Bridge in Salma is because well he could sit down and he could make the demands. He was, he had the backing of the of the people to to make those demands, um, and that's how change uh, social change and political activism works, and how you can really deliver.
0: All right, uh, that's very interesting, and it's something I think that we'll be returning to, Emmet. Uh, once again, thank you very much for your time, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you.
1: Bye.